0: The goal is just to build something great. That's, that's what I always told myself every single day. It was how to make something great and impactful and that actually brings value to people. Be self-aware, recognize that moment. The sooner you recognize it and you tell yourself, this is the moment I'm supposed to actually take this next step or next leap and I don't feel comfortable, that is the moment to just jump in. It really is, even if it fails, even if it does not work out. You will never, ever, 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 ever meet an entrepreneur that did not have failure
1: hello hello and welcome back to another episode of coffee and a good vibe how are we doing guys i hope that wherever you're at in your day when you're listening to this episode you are feeling abundant you are feeling grateful and appreciative and blessed for another day of life i think that when we acknowledge the simplest things of life like a new day that we get to live man they could just change our states and in that change of state of having an uplift in vibration and uplift in vibe it makes all the difference for what we attract into our life throughout the day and we become a magnet for high vibrational outcomes and opportunities and just interactions with others that we may cross paths with in our day this life is truly a mirror so what we are putting out comes back. And that being said, even on the content that you're consuming, it truly does play a role in how you are operating in your external world. And this is why I'm so excited to share another amazing episode with you guys an interview. Because this one we sat down with the co-founder of Charge Fuse, Brandon Afari. So, Brandon is such a passionate and driven entrepreneur who has insane values, work ethic, and a beautiful mindset. And that's always, you guys know, I love tapping into the mindset because it's so much about the internal game of what makes you the abundant human that you are to create the epic, abundant business that you have. So, Brandon definitely shared it all. He went into his values as an entrepreneur, his amazing mindset, and his brand and business, Charge Fuse, is definitely. Definitely on that upwards trajectory and massive scale. So, ChargeFuse is an app based platform that allows you to rent power banks anywhere in your city. So, basically, when you're out and about, your phone is probably 20%. You can grab a ChargeFuse, take it with you on the go, have your phone locked and loaded, ready to go, and you can drop it off at any of the other portable charging stations in the city. I know what you're thinking, this is genius. I need charge fuse in my city. And that's exactly what I thought and why I was so stoked to hear the story and just hear the rapid scale and trajectory that this brand is on. Moreover, Brandon goes into so much tactical advice, strategy, self-serving mindsets that anyone listening would get insane value from. We tapped into it all from Brandon's upbringing and his belief systems, his values for how he lives his life, which, as you guys know, that shapes the abundant reality that you experience. Your internal world is such a reflection of your external world. So we tapped into it all. I'm beyond excited for you guys to listen to this episode, and I'm going to leave it here. You guys are getting value from Coffee and a Good Vibe and moreover this episode. Make sure you screenshot your phones. Let us know you're listening. Tag at Coffee and a Good Vibe. Tag Charge Fuse. Tag Brandon Afari. I'll have everyone's handles linked below. We'd love to hear from you. If you guys have any feedback from the podcast definitely make sure you stay up to date on coffee and a good vibe we're doing some events in new york in may a big one this summer in la so you don't want to miss these events the live podcast is honestly where so much in-person magic happens and uh, it's such a great way to expand your network meet uplifting people in the entrepreneurial space the influencer space just good vibes all around so enjoy this episode an amazing conversation with brandon afari Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. We are joined by the founder of Views today. Brandon, thank you so much for being here today.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Co-founder, I should say. I want to give a quick shout out to my partner as well, Ryan Levy.
1: Oh, shout out to Ryan, who'll be listening. We'll have him on. We'll do like a part two with your other co-founder. There
0: we it. go. I like it. I, like I it. love
1: it. Um, so Brunan, in typical coffee and goodbye fashion, would love for you to give the people a little bit of background on you. I know you're from LA um, and how you honestly got started with with what you're doing today with charge Views. Yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, hopefully I break the, the LA stigma because I know there's <laughs> a lot of stereotypes there, but. The uh, story of charge ChargeFuse is, is pretty simple. The concept itself, basically, we're taking the concepts of these, you know, sharing economy models with Bird and Lime, and we're applying it to Portable chargers. So uh, you have stations across the city and venues across mm-hmm. that network. You could rent a Portable Charger, take it on the go, and drop it off anywhere. Um, how it came to be was uh, I was actually running a manufacturing company, and I... Uh, We were just expanding like crazy, and I was working with uh, equipment manufacturers around the world. And uh, during 2018, 2019, the whole bird and lime boom came to be with this IoT uh, sharing economy concept. So I was thinking to myself, what's the next thing that we could apply it to? Everybody's now TikToking left and right and on (laughs) Instagram left and right. So portable charges seem like a a good fit. Uh, Came back to LA after a trip abroad, gave my buddy Ryan a call, uh, he was in corporate finance and um, absolute whiz with fundraising and sales. Mm. We came together to co-found what is now Charged Fuse and we have not looked back since. So That's it's been incredible.
1: exciting. Okay, I love that because there's so many layers to that. And because i gotten the chance to like hear the background, I'm pumped for you guys listening because... I know you like gave the overview of it and there's so many things that were in that journey to make it the abundant brand and business that it is today. And if you guys are watching on video, you can see the iconic branding with the hat. It's so nice, (laughs) Um, but going into that journey. Okay, so your background as as a person, like you full on, like I think from the beginning of, you let us know, but like from the beginning of your childhood, did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur?
0: Great question. And first of all, I'm going to get you a hat, by the way, so remind me.
1: I should wear one for the... Right, yeah. right yeah,
0: next time. Um, no, so this story is interesting. So uh, honestly, when, it, when I was... Uh, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, like I had dreams of, you know, being a guy that was developing high rises left and right and being a guy that was starting companies left and right when I was like seven years old. Wow. Um, so I think I definitely had the ambition for it. Uh, I'd probably say that when I was um, 15, 16... Uh, the one good quality I had I was I was very self aware as a person. And I actually realized that I was not that kid that was, you know, buying candy bars and flipping them for a few dollars. And I was actually more worried that I lacked traits that would get, you know, get me to be where, where I wanted to be. So, changed my mindset at 16 years old. You know, throughout the years, I, I really focused on two things. Number one was learning as much as I can. And number two was surrounding myself with great people. Yeah, I do think the combination of those two, and I mm-hmm. definitely think you work on it, but uh, it's what actually changes the mindset and makes great entrepreneurs, so.
1: I love yeah. that, it's so wise and profound. Someone's like, <laughs> what, this guy is 17 and he thought that? Yeah, What provoked that? Like, Was it your parents? Was it um, a spiritual or a mentor or a book?
0: You know, great question. Uh, so I'd probably say that um, at that age, especially at 16, 17, mm-hmm. everyone's like talking about that next chapter of their lives or applying to college and figuring out what they want to study. Yes, and so I'm like, I
1: have no idea. Literally.
0: Yeah, yeah literally. So, um, at that point in time, actually, I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, maybe I should just be a doctor because parents want me to be yeah, a doctor. I, and it uh, makes a ton of sense. So maybe that's what Lord, I should do. Yeah. totally. Um, but no, I, I mean, I would say, you know, at that time too, I, I got great advice from my, my dad actually mm-hmm. too, about, you know, what I want in my life, what I want to accomplish. I think having like ownership, a lot of ownership of my life and the freedom to, to do what yeah. I want was part of it. But also I think that uh, I had this weird disbelief that um, I was gonna create things that would impact you know, mm-hmm. lives of friends I have around me. But I was always like an inventor. I mean, I, I used to, when I was like 10 years old, I wanted to create an automatic, uh, automatic uh, cucumber peeler because like I was fixated on, you know, oh, I love cucumbers so much as a yeah. kid, I gotta <laughs> figure out, you know. Uh, how to make it more efficient and this and that. So I was always thinking about new products and oh so on and so forth. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so.
1: Did your yeah. parents um, really encourage that within you growing up? Or yeah. were they like, because I know you do have a traditional education background, which we'll go into, but did they just encourage traditional paths?
0: Yeah, you know, um, I'd say, so it was interesting. My mom and dad, very different dynamics as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom was the you know more spiritual you know dream big kind of person uh my dad was the person that knew how to build to get to that point kind of deal so uh, I do think I was really lucky because I had a balance of the two where I wasn't bound by you know the standards of of what people Mm -hmm. thought were limits so I think that um, I always had that belief that my mom kind of passed down to me which was you know dream big I could do it and then I had Luckily, my dad, who was the person that practically taught me how I could actually get there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think I was very lucky to have have that in my life.
1: I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important too, right? It's like the mindset, but paired with the hard work. Well, yeah. Um, and you have it both. So that's <laughs> incredible. So, with your, your journey, right? With going to school, I know you have like, you had other jobs before you even started Charge views. Could you kind of like outline what that was? And then I want to go into that even more
0: Yeah. So if you want maybe i'll start from from the school side so i went to usc southern california mm-hmm. um undergrad business and accounting uh got my master's in business taxation from there i i worked at deloitte so i went down the big corporate yeah. path for for a hot Did second you love
1: it when you were in it or were you like uh, i hate this
0: you know I'll, I'll tell you i mean in the end like a big corporate i'm not going to be the person that says like don't do it uh i think that like look like there is like there was a path there yeah. and i think that there was this, like, kind of, like, this this balance of life where, like, if you really wanted to immerse yourself in it, it would, it's great for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that I was kind of, like, the, not to say the bad seed, I was really good at what I did, but it was more so, like, I was already ro- thinking to myself, okay, I need to get out of here and do something more, get out of here and do something yeah. more. At that time, there was, like, the the whole, like, crypto boom and whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, there was a point in time I was literally, like, in my conference room, and I had, you know, a buddy that got me into this space, and I had another guy overseas, and we're making, you know, trades and whatnot in like a conference room at Deloitte. (laughs) And um, I left that, um, got into the crypto tech space, I was going to conferences, Uh, kind of expanded my mind in terms of like how global our world really is. Mm. And then um, from there, um, I actually segued into manufacturing. Family was in the manufacturing packaging space. And what was really cool is uh, I was able to join that company, build it to what it is, Uh, started competing with public companies, but more importantly, I was actually inventing a lot of products in that space, a mm-hmm. very old-fashioned industry. So from Deloitte to crypto and tech to manufacturing, uh, I saw like an array of everything. I yeah. managed a ton of employees. and But again, more importantly, I was uh, always focused on inventing. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to create something. I didn't care what the industry was, if it was manufacturing, if I was making boxes or if I was making you know mason jar glasses (laughs) um but i wanted to always innovate in the space that i was in and i wanted the freedom to basically do so
1: i love that i think that it's so um the self-awareness too there you're like i know this is what is making me so happy and fulfilling me but also i want to marinate into the mindset and almost like that mindset that provoked the action because there's a lot of people listening who maybe. um you know, like they are on this path where they're working for a big company and you have benefits and you make a good job and also the people around you maybe really support that. Like I can only imagine like parents being like, you know, son, you're doing so good. Like everything's good. Why change it? Because I know my parents said that to me when I was moving to LA. My dad's like, what's wrong with Toronto? What's wrong with everything here in Canada? And it's like, I just knew what would make my soul so happy and like where I saw myself 10 years down the line. So what- inner voice, inner dialogue was going in Brandon's head during this time?
0: You know, it's funny. I think at the time, A, I started to know really what I was capable of. Uh, I, I literally got to the point where I could start tr- Charge Shoes or I could start any company. Mm-hmm. I, I knew what I was capable of. Um, I think that I always felt that there was something missing, which was um, really creating something from, I knew what zero to one was. I knew how to create a company. I knew how to ca- take a company from one to ten. I knew what it meant to run millions of dollars and have, you know, employees under you and actually grow and scale something that's, you know, good and established. I think the next step was how can I create something bigger, right? And it's Mm -hmm. not all about money per se, but it's more so, you know, the bigger something is, the more impactful it is. Obviously, I guess money is tied to that in a way, but the the whole goal was um, I wanted to create more value and I wanted to actually create more of an impact. And that's what Charged Fuse was for me. It's it's a, the pride I have when people just use my product on a day to day basis. I mean, you'd be surprised, but it's what I geek out geek out on. So
1: yeah. What um what was like the gap you saw at that phase? What made you just get so inspired to create Charge ChargeFuse?
0: So you know, I'll tell you. I think um, you never know like what what the end result's gonna be. You don't like you never know like the scale something's gonna be until you just dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, ChargeFuse touched on so many things that i knew that if i could actually see it through to the end regardless of whether or not it was successful i knew for a fact that i would learn so much that everything after that would be successful do you know what i mean so it was a company that touched hardware software iot um i mean look it's like an app integrated platform Mm -hmm. there's just so much to it uh so i think like the depth and breadth of what charge shoes was is what excited me uh, probably the most challenging company you could start, honestly. Like, we're not just, like, a SaaS platform. We're not just, like, a software company. Like, there's yeah. so much that goes into it. So uh, I do think that's what really excited me is the difficulty, honestly. <laughs>
1: that's so – that's inspiring yeah. in itself. Yeah. And, like, truly, like, I'm. that kind of goes – segues into the next thing I wanted to ask you is, like, about scaling this this baby that is scaling so abundantly right now um, on that growth. Like – in the journey and i know for context for people when did you launch charge fuse
0: so church was technically launched um in 2018 we launched actually go to market we launched actually two months before the lockdowns that's what um, lit- yeah so it was definitely an interesting period our, our debut was actually at the uh, the rose bowl uh event january uh first wow um, and that's a whole story in and of itself like i was out of town i landed the day before the you know wow. the event and it was a lot of fun, a lot of learning, and we just hit the ground running. Um, and then obviously went through COVID and that was an interesting time in and of itself. Uh, I think everyone had a different experience of what COVID was to them. And then post COVID and or at least towards the, uh, the tail end of COVID, uh, we just really started picking up so much traction. Mm-hmm. Um, partners wanted us, you know, more than we even needed to be there. We just had so much demand. It was just so incredible what we started seeing. Uh, and I think everyone would say this, that, like pre-COVID, you know, things were good. COVID, things were bad. Yeah. Post COVID, things are incredible type of deal. That's how the market's kind of reacting. Just there's so much movement going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it was, a, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Everything
1: of, always is. It's always it?
0: that. Yeah. You have to be positive about it. Honestly. Always. Yeah. And
1: you don't realize the blessing until you're way far removed from it, right? Um, before we go into. COVID because I think <laughs> you, you obviously got through it and you didn't give up. And that's such an accomplishment and something that we should talk about in itself. But the growth and scaling, what did, would you attribute all the growth and scaling post COVID to? Because I know charging, right? Like all of a sudden we're, people weren't just like, Oh, you know, like living life. It, it's kind of been this journey, getting people uh, like acc- acclimated back into normal life. So what was the growth? Um, like the biggest growth?
0: Yeah. So, it, first of all, when we launched free COVID, you have to understand our team was it was just so so tiny. Yeah. Right? It was it was like a handful of us. And it, personally, for me, I, I mean, I touched every side of the business. Mm-hmm. I, I I know every part of our business today. I know it all. And when it comes to scaling, uh, you start realizing that you need to like, you need to find just the right people that fit the roles that are almost taking you know all your time away. And basically, yeah. you need that there because bringing good people is what allows you to actually scale that's like a, a hard fact that everyone will tell you you mm-hmm. need to bring in the best um and that's kind of what we did i think we knew the demand, demand pipeline was there uh it was just a matter of like look we had all these pieces in front of us how do we kind of like figure out this puzzle and make it all yeah. work and bring in the right people to to get to the next stage but without a doubt i'd say it's 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 the people that allowed it allowed us to scale to the next next level
1: would you say because i know church views now it's like in SoFi Stadium and it's in so many incredible places like what would you attribute that recognition to as well like because you guys were ready you know like they could well I actually don't know do you have any direct competitors?
0: So the charging lockers is what everyone's like accustomed to. Okay. Um, Who wants to leave their phone in a locker I'm just saying (laughs) Um, but the the reality is is the fact that our product was different our product was more innovative Uh, I, I just think that the world we live in people are just they're mobile. They're on the go. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were solving more than anything. So that that feeling that you get when you have, you know, bring your, you know, charging cable with you. So that just in case you're at a bar, you might need to plug it into an outlet or.
1: And then ask the bartender. Can I I
0: charge? That's like, And then also like have
1: (laughs) this like not being present because you're like staring at your phone from a distance.
0: Exactly. So that was probably like the, we knew that there was a need. We knew that there was an issue. So that was, um, you know, generally speaking, that was like our goal and we're able to scale so quickly by capitalizing on it in terms of like the partnerships, you know, truthfully, we focus so much on on building a great product Mm -hmm. and and because the product was so good, the pitch and sale was that much easier. Um, I attribute so much of it, honestly, to a, my, my co-founder, Ryan, and also our director of business development, Alec, just the grit they had to just reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out, get, you know, these deals in the pipeline. It really is a testament. I mean, everyone just was, grinding nonstop giving 110 percent and i think when you have a good product the sale is that much quicker and easier so um, it's been exciting it really has been
1: i love that because every every founder like anyone's like (laughs) listening to every episode they always say like it doesn't matter the market you're in because if your product's good, like people are going to It'll sell demand. itself. Even that with, is like, a fact. Yeah, yeah, like the alcohol, like we were talking about like tequila. Like if your tequila's good, people are going to demand it from bars. And like it's almost the opportunity is going to come to you. And I know you're at this phase right now where you're scaling so quickly and you're probably getting so many people reaching out to you guys to have your brand like at these different locations. Um, within scaling, how has it been like scaling your team? Because you have how many employees right now?
0: So we're at about 14. Um, not all based in, in Los Angeles. So it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, it, it's very different from even my, my past and manufacturing companies yeah. and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we've grown to 14 people. And I'm sure by, you know, end of this year, we'll have double the amount of people. Um, we're just scaling so quickly month over month. But I, I think that you're asking me if I, like what I attribute like the scaling to, like how it all mm-hmm. kind of came to be. Um it's funny. A, I'll tell you, like, a lot of, like, the people we brought on board, you actually meet them in the most, like, uncanny ways. It wasn't like we just, for everybody, we put, like, job postings out on LinkedIn. there. On <laughs> Like, it really wasn't. And it was so crazy just to see that, like, if you put yourself out there, you start asking, you're not afraid to, like, ask, like, oh, like, you know, this is my need. Do you have anyone for this? Yeah. Um, you start realizing your network actually is able to get you pretty far. And you'd be amazed. I mean, genuinely speaking, every person that's joined our team, maybe except for one or two, Uh, it was so coincidental, and it just worked out so well, and we were not afraid to jump into it. Um, And I think that was very important for us in terms of how we scaled, is that we were putting ourselves in positions to try to find these people that were not the norm. It wasn't just job postings and so on and so forth. So... Um, we definitely leverage our network to to get good people
1: on board. Do you have any tips for people who maybe have no network? I know you're from LA, so yeah, yeah. you've been here, but like maybe someone's moving to a big city or they want to tap into a city that they're traveling to. Tips for <laughs> growing their network and really like even a business trip, like say they're coming from a small town, come to LA, shoot their shot.
0: You know, I, I'd say, um, A, I think a lot of people are afraid to just approach someone
1: totally and, um, and even personal life i feel like people l- are afraid
0: literally and it's it's one of those things that i mean the tip i'd say is this is a put yourself in scenarios where you'll meet new people and people that either at your level or better okay totally. so whether it's getting on eventbrite and finding what events there are and this and that locally um
1: coming to a coffee and a good vibe of- <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly exactly um and we will we'll be tequila there too sure. <laughs> <laughs> um but no altogether all i mean i'd say it's, it's within yourself to put yeah. yourself in that position. I'd say that uh, when you even find the people too, it's, it's everyone that we onboarded, I mean, it took convincing. They, they were not mm-hmm. people that were just searching for a job. It was They were doing their thing and we had to convince them to join our vision. Wow.
1: So it was very
0: different from what we were trying to do. Um, we learned a lot in the process, but mm-hmm. I'd say that uh, you have to just understand uh, where you stand, where your added value is to them, what their added value is to you. And yeah, you just go from there.
1: You make it sound so easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you make it sound difficult, it's a psychological thing. I swear to God, if you if you overcomplicate it in your head, yeah. it's never gonna happen because you think to yourself you have to solve all these different steps totally. just to get to and a once you point. start
1: and you take the first step, oh my god, then the second step comes and then and the, if your heart and intention and your vision is so strong, you're gonna meet the people, you're gonna find the right things to do, and it's just all gonna unfold.
0: I by the way, starting the first like just going in, going with step one yeah. is the most important thing. Uh, I think there was, like, one thing I used to always preach was, um, you know, people always, whatever the task is, whatever the the goal or Mm -hmm. obstacle is, right, what happens is people tend to see this, like, big picture, and they don't know what to even do. That's everybody, by the way. Everybody, even myself. There's something that I'm trying to accomplish. I have no idea what I need to do. The advice I give is, like, you have to just break it down backwards as close as possible. You're never going to get it perfect. Mm
1: -hmm. But break
0: it down just so you can get to the first step, okay? Once you understand the first step... It all becomes that much easier because you get in the habit of going through these steps. Again, one thing I always preach is that you do it one time. You learn this whole thing. And then the next time around when you accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish, you don't see like these thousand steps that you're supposed to accomplish to get there. It's like literally just one step. You're like, I did all this before. It's easy. It's done. And it's really just adding to your skill set altogether.
1: And it keeps growing you, right? Like the person you are today is so different from who you were before. It's insane. And And then who you're going to be in like three years from now, it's going to be in insane in the best ways possible. Okay. This brand is growing and you have so many investors who back the brand and a lot of people listening, they want investors for their brand. Could you give any like best practices? How did you get these investors? I know you're a big people person with the previous stuff with relationships and putting yourself out there. Anything you can give on the investor side? Yeah.
0: You know what I'd say? I'd say, um, first and foremost, I I think again, if, if your product is good, uh, you don't need to, oversell it. I think what we did as a company, we we really focused on our business. When we pitched what our business was, it was that much easier to actually get the investment. Uh, I mean, we started tying ourselves to, you know, brand names and stadiums and, you know, major league sports teams and so on and so forth. So it really like allowed us to get to the point where we were able to scale even quicker from an investment standpoint. But I do tell people this is that you shouldn't have to feel like you're, you're really trying to oversell your business. You really shouldn't. Because if you are, then maybe the business isn't right. Or maybe you need to tweak your business a little bit. So that it makes so much sense to an investor where it's not a sell. You're, you're literally showing them the vision that you're portraying. If the vision is good, they'll jump in. So just make I sure that... I love that, that answer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because it's different. Because it's almost like an energy shift as well. And that confidence and that belief in your vision what you're doing... Will shine through with who you're speaking to and they can feel that and they wanna be a part of it.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, How was that first? Could you outline like your first investor? (laughs) Who was it? How was that?
0: You know what? I'll tell you something. This is actually a great story. Yay, Um, we love it. It was my my partner and I, Ryan, um, doing a pitch and we had like a whole conference room. And this is actually when we had our, our, like barely our MVP. We could like barely show like a demo type of deal. Yeah. Um, And that's, by the way, when you're actually going towards getting your first investment, really be pre- as prepared as possible you-, you have to like make sure that like whatever you can do to like show that you know what you're doing just show that extra mile to these guys because they'll mm-hmm. understand like wow this guy like they really did a lot to try to get this investment and they're w- hard workers so our very first investment we were in a room um, pitching 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 <laughs> uh, there was a week we had just like so many investors lined up uh, but our very first one was you know more of a I'd say like older generation guy that uh, We showed him the product, went through our whole entire pitch. And what was so interesting, I'll never forget this. He, like, grabbed our power bank, our first rendition of our power bank, okay? I
1: wish you had it.
0: I wish I had it. God. Horrible. Horrible on my part, by the way. okay, you have the hat. (laughs) Horrible. There we go, guys. We're also a hat business, by the way, on the side. Um, No, but the reality is is he he held that charger, okay? And I'll never forget, he was, like, shaking in front of us. And he looked at us. He's like, honestly, I see, like, Hundreds of ideas, yada yada yada. This is the first time I see an idea that's so simple it makes sense. Wow! I, that's, I, to this day, I don't even know if he remembers that he said this, but I, I, for me, I've never wow. forgotten that moment. And just to clarify with everyone out there that's trying to actually get investors and, and go through the whole process, uh, the more complicated the business sounds, the more skeptical skeptical the investor skeptical the <laughs> investor is going to be. And I, I say that just because, like, that is the goal to make sure that. The investor understands exactly what you're doing as clearly as possible. So that they, they know like what they're actually investing in. A lot of times people pitch so many big ideas. And don't get me wrong, it's great to pitch big ideas, but you have to, your goal is to simplify those big ideas. That's that's yeah. your job. So yeah.
1: First one, you got that one. <laughs> Would you say it gets totally easier as you you get the pitching down? Was there any like times in the business where you're just like, not like you're getting a lot of no's or like how do you what's your whole ethos when you get a no
0: you know it's so i I, first i'd say uh ironically it's almost like easier now than it was back then because we had to prove product market fit which is everyone's goal when they get their pre-seed or family and Mm -hmm. friends around this that like that is the goal right you're trying to prove that the product works that there's a market for it totally um and i'd say that as we started approaching this like next like wave and next round of investors, I think the cool thing is, is that we really built real value leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not selling an idea anymore. We're selling a, a very tangible business. So it's almost interesting. It's like the early stages when you're getting your first investments, you're just trying to sell that vision of what you're trying to accomplish. And then after that, the goal is, is that you're getting closer to that vision. And if you are getting closer, people see like, okay, this guy is on the right path or this girl's on the yeah. right path. So um that's how i genuinely look at it yeah
1: and then moving forward even into like now right you're growing so much how is how are you and your team like approaching innovating and scaling because entrepreneurs are always (laughs) innovating right and like are you are you thinking about like competitors other than that one you mentioned like that come on the scene i know what remember even like bird and lime like they were in like a they were just constantly like Cutting throat like with each other. So, what's your whole view with innovation and how you guys are scaling and thinking ahead? So,
0: so first, I'll, I'll say, and I actually make this clear to every every employee at our company. Uh, as a company, if Charge Shoes doesn't continue to in, innovate, it, it's it's not what we're about. we are innovators. That's that's what we are first and foremost. Love and that. the focus is every single day. I always tell people that um, it, it's it's yes, obviously we're creating a business out of this and we're, we're, we're scaling so quickly and it's yeah. all so great and dandy. Uh, but there are next phases to what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for us, at our core of a, as a company and our culture, uh, we are innovators. That's exactly what we are. So when you ask, like, what, you know, what are our thoughts and this and that, I think, A, I think the market is, is so big and it's so exciting just to know that we're in the heart of this tech space right now where... Yeah. Um, we really can create new and innovative products down the road and uh, I think it all starts with the mindset. So if you're a mm-hmm. company that's founded on, on that you know, belief of innovation, yeah. uh, you're always thinking about these things that, that are coming down the road, so.
1: I would love to like go into the headquarters and and see what a typical meeting would look like.
0: You're invited. You're invited. I know
1: we'll do another like video just for the YouTube Mm -hmm. on like behind the scenes of like honestly more
0: than welcome. We'll get you the charge fees out beforehand, but we'll make it happen. On brand,
1: it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So what? How do you guys like as a team? almost like bring these visions to the table because I know during COVID to like just a side note, like we'll get into company culture, but that's huge. Right. And I, I can just imagine with the whiteboard that you were telling me you, you have in your office and everything, like you guys must just have the best team meetings and vision sessions.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny too. And teach teaches own, meaning that everyone has a different role and everyone, um, you know, Thinks of innovation in a different light, you know. Are, yeah, or um, have
1: their own different processes. Exactly, with exactly,
0: it. exactly. But what's so interesting, I mean, I do, I, mean, I, I am the guy, and I, I will never change this about myself. I'm genuinely the guy that, like, 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, you know, head of growth and strategy, Zach. He's my, my partner in crime with all this. But yeah. I will literally, like, be in a room, draw it on whiteboards, ideate, talk. You know, love that. And try, I, that That inner entrepreneur is never going to go anywhere. I could be 50 <laughs> years old. I don't care. That feeling. I, I love every moment of it. That's like mm-hmm. my yeah, I told you before, too, like but I have like a whole idea list. right? I, I just
1: Yeah, that list is crazy. It's a dangerous too. list,
0: by the way. Yeah, a very he's, dangerous he's, list.
1: It's yeah. a beautiful thing to have that like, yeah. just in your notes.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. But um, but going back to it, I mean, I think like all together, uh, because we're such like a raw and young company and there's so much potential with what we're about to accomplish the way we go about it is—is is now is the time to innovate. I mean, it's not that we're just focusing narrow-mindedly. It's—it's it's really that uh, whether it's operationally, whether it's software-wise, whether it's product, hardware, etc. I mean, this is the time for us to figure it out because um, you know we're we're taking over the entire country right now, right? So yeah. it's a, it's a matter of you know what is next and how are we going to improve things? How are we going to make the customers happier? And I, it all stems from one concept, and it's it's being value focused. That is mm. literally what I would say hands down. If you're focusing on being, bringing real value, then everything kind of comes to play.
1: I love that you said that because that's like no matter what industry you're in, even if you're a, a coach, like a, a brand, like a solo brand, <laughs> like that piece of advice is true to any, any niche, any industry you're in. Um, with company culture, how are you such a good leader to your team? And, like, how also do you keep such a strong company culture?
0: You, you know, it's interesting. And I think everybody, especially at this stage, like, we're, we're still developing, like, what that culture is.
1: And I think um, it'll keep evolving It's now. always
0: going to evolve. I, I'd say that uh, I attribute a lot to kind of, like, past experiences. I, I swear, as you, like, again, I, I know what it's like to, like, run, like, bigger companies than what we are today in terms of people. But what, what you start seeing uh, first and foremost is that uh, it it's not just, like, the data and the numbers and, you know, uh, results and this. And I mean, you're dealing with people.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's human good.
0: emotion and it's psychology and it's, uh, you know, it's not just about money and it's not just – there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that – that's a one thing I do pride myself in is that I do think that I'm a very emotionally intelligent person. And I think that because of that, I'm able to really understand and engage, um, you know, what we need to do to at least, you know, go t- towards a better direction of things and make sure that everyone's happy and excited. And, you know, again, if that excitement's gone, it's it's not what I want to be about, right? I want to make sure that excitement of innovation and creativity is always there. So, but it's, it's definitely a work in progress. I mean, we're always innovating in terms of whether it's product, or even our culture, we're trying to make things uh, better.
1: As- I love that you said that with the money, because <laughs> like, I think when you're leading from such a B- abundant why that's so outside of yourself like leading with innovation leading with value leading with that heart-centered why the money's gonna flow like we were saying that earlier like it's, the money follows when your intention is there and
0: i, I never want to be the guy that's saying like oh like you know it's not you know uh, becoming a billionaire doesn't make you happy. it's 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 not even about that it's 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 literally like it's what is like the purpose right for mm-hmm. me um my my philosophy is that uh, what i love every single day is i love learning And I told you this, I said this earlier too. It's like, it's a matter of like, how am I learning? You know, I knew what zero to one was like. I knew what one to 10 was like, but it's like, how do you know this next big, big thing? This, this company that's going, you know, nationwide is about to be the next big thing Talked about like Uber and Lime Mm -hmm. and Bird and so on and so forth. So when you're talking about that, for me, the goal is just to build something great. That's, that's what I always told myself every single day. It was how to make something great and impactful and that actually brings value to people. So, uh, that is my driver. And the truth is, I believe that if I do do these things, the money will come and that money I could use to create all the other ideas that I have in my mm-hmm. idealist and, and go from there. Oh man, so
1: many, the inventors It's a dangerous, out. it's a dangerous
0: list. I, I will not share it with anybody, not even because the ideas are so good, but it's because it's, it's almost like reading a novel basically. It's so, so
1: long. Yeah, I,
0: it's like eight years of ideas. Is guys.
1: there, so this kind of is a perfect, like answer to my, like my next <laughs> one, but I would love to know what's in the pipeline for ChargeFuse that you can share. And maybe even because of this list you keep talking about, like if there's any like one of those long ideas that you're maybe going to lean into next.
0: Okay, so I'll, let me start off by saying one thing. Everyone out there should get in the habit of writing down their ideas. Everyone has that moment where like, oh, my God. That I wish, should
1: be an app. I, swwer, be- <laughs> I swear to God.
0: No, I it, it really, really should. Yeah. Uh, and just so everyone knows too, like, I have gotten so good at this like, concept of just writing down my ideas because it, it really is a muscle. Like, when you get used to the habit of, like, seeing, like, flaws or issues or whatever, like, you know, you see in your world or your, your day-to-day, uh, and you start thinking of, like, solutions on the spot, you get in this habit of, like, you know, thinking about ideas, just make sure you write them down. And the more you do that, the more you actually have, like, this whole I- bank of ideas that you could kind of, you know, sift through down the road. But going back to, um, you know, what's in the pipeline and so on and so forth, I mean, there's a lot of, like, innovative product stuff we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I- I'm not going to go into too much depth, but... Uh, I think that it's so interesting because we're so focused on now and three months and six months, but we have so many plans for like what's to come like a year down the road Mm -hmm. and two years down the road, which is really exciting. So I'm just looking forward to what we develop. It's fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: Everyone will just have to stay up to date (laughs) with you guys and see. (laughs) Is there anything, just a fun question, anything on your ideal list that's really calling you that you could share?
0: That's a great you know, it's funny. I mean, like,
1: I I'll talk about one like, that I like mentioned. all of them.
0: No, no. I mean, I'll, honestly, I, I, not to do my horn, but I genuinely think there's like great ideas on there that like could be, you know, uh, the next big thing too. But um, I mean, I'll talk about one that I, I did talk about, like, which was really cool because it was in my idea bank, like maybe four years ago. Yeah. Um, and there was like wow. a period of time, which was the whole paper straw thing, which I, I, I love the the concept of it. But there's a period of time where there was like a shortage and, you know, all oh, these states yeah. were legalizing it. And I just saw a huge opportunity. and. Again, people see opportunities like that, and, like, most people would be afraid. Like, how do you just start making a paper straw company? Yeah,
1: or I can't do that. That
0: fear is not there for me. And I know I don't know it. I know I don't know the space, but I know I can learn it.
1: Yeah, with Um, what you said before. It's like, you're like, I see the big picture, but I may not know how to get the, you know, first step. Exactly,
0: exactly. So I do think the coolest thing about that was it really was, like, an idea in my idea list, and <laughs> uh, what was cool is that I actually built the product. I actually had like the the first ever non-sog paper straw. Wow! Um, and yeah, I mean, look, it's all fun. I mean, the building and the inventing is the is, is is the fun part for me. So um, you know, there's a time and place for every idea out there, and and yeah, it's just it's it's a joy, honestly, to like work on these projects. So
1: I love that. Yeah. You seem like you have so many incredible mindsets that you are <laughs> applying into your life like with fear like you don't even entertain fear as um anything it's nothing you don't focus on it right and you focus on and I always say what we focus on expands and you seem to only focus on the things that are self-serving that are going right because that fuels more right um where does it stem from Brio?
0: I honestly give my 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 dad a lot of credit uh, I think fear stems from like almost like ambiguity, right? Like this unknown that we're talking about, like unknown in general is scary, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's like unknown in relationships or unknown in, with friendships and family and unknown with business and life and future. And I mean, that is the fear that everyone has. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't say for certain. I don't know what it is. Um, I do think that there was like one thing that was instilled in me. It was, it was the confidence to build. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the one thing that I just know, like, in my heart, that, like, it, whatever it is, genuinely, it's like, I sound like too, I don't want to sound too cocky, but like, no, I, I know what it is. I, I,
1: yeah. I could
0: learn it, I could build it, um, and I don't even have, like, a fear with it. So, uh, and that's what generally happens with most people is that, like, that instant fear of, like, oh, I don't know what this is, I don't know how to do it, I don't really know if, like, you know, uh, it's, it's scary, right? But the second you feel that fear and you acknowledge mm-hmm. it, it's actually, it, it puts you in the wrong direction. I, I actually like view fear as like a, a challenge. It's like a lot of fun. Like, yeah. if I don't know it, I'm trying to, you know, you try to make yourself better. It's fear is what makes you better. If you accomplish and overcome your fears, it's 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 what makes you grow. I'd say more from like a personal standpoint.
1: I love that. Um, someone listening who might be facing, and it could be a fear with a personal thing or a business, but they're just scared of, Taking the leap or saying some or having a tough conversation, what would you say to them? Say they are like a friend in your life. What piece of advice would you have for them to lean into it? and
0: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell you, it's. I've personally gone through like like jumps in my life where you know you make people either unhappy or you do. I don't want to say it's like selfishly. It's like you're doing something that you know you need to do to get to the next stage of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that the sooner you acknowledge that, like, there's, like, moments, when you hit those moments and you acknowledge, like, it's not about, like, knowing what to do almost. It's, like, when you have that fearful moment, like, really recognize it. Like, hone in on it and be like, oh, my God, this is the moment where, like, I've, I heard Brandon talk about it on a podcast <laughs> and I have that fear. This is it. And this is the moment. So uh, recognize it. Because the sooner you recognize, like, oh, my God, if I don't overcome this... Then I'm actually taking a step down. You actually build bad habits by backing away from fear. So remember that. Like every day there's something fearful that comes up. If you keep backing away, you forever built a habit of backing down. So break that habit because it's going to take a lot of time to build the habit of actually overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. I I say just be self-aware. Recognize that moment. Uh, The sooner you recognize it and you tell yourself this is the moment I'm supposed to actually take this next step step or next leap and I don't feel comfortable that is the moment to just jump in it really is even if it fails even if it does not work out I've had so many failures so Mm -hmm. I I I know and all the failures actually made me that much better today so
1: oh just repeat like this is recorded you can go back and listen (laughs) to that because that was so inspiring and I feel like those are the words that people need to hear 100 when things don't go right because a lot of times things don't um but the more you choose those self-serving responses, it you're just gonna be bulletproof. You
0: will never, ever, 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 ever meet an entrepreneur that did not have failures. It's it's yeah on it's it's a fact across the board. So
1: I know, and people only show like the highlights, right? So you unless you're connecting or listening to podcasts like this, like you don't hear it exactly. Um, I feel like on you mentioned something about habits, right? Like. Y- I am excited for this because I feel like someone like yourself has a lot of self-serving, amazing habits. Could you share some of the non-negotiables, the habits that you have to do every single day to shape you to be the human that you are?
0: I don't know if this is a habit, but I genuinely, tr- I believe in the whole like first one in, last one out of the office type of deal. I have like a weird, it's kind of like a corny thing. It's but like an
1: Aries thing too. Maybe, maybe it's maybe an Aries like thing, price. honestly,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I do have that belief. I, I really try to, like, stick to it. I, I really try my best to. I'd say that's one thing that is just, like, a core belief of mine. Um, in terms of other habits, too, I think that... Um,
1: what time are you in at the office? What time do you leave?
0: Well, it depends. If I do my morning workout, that's another thing, too. Working out should be part of the habit. But yeah. I, I have tried to be, like, the... Like, get in, actually, the office, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And wow. like try to, like, leave at 10 p.m., 11, wow. maybe midnight. <laughs> Next AM, question. You know? How do you
1: have balance in your life?
0: um no but yeah i mean and by the way guys i you know i was asked this but like by uh by just like a colleague of mine and they asked me they're like like how do you do it like is it sustainable like are you worried yeah. about burnout and this and that i i love everything about what i do mm. I, I i love it all and it's not even that i love like everything i do it's just the big picture of what i'm accomplishing
1: it fires um, you up it fires up. it's like your up. fuel i
0: don't feel like 1 a.m. or midnight or 10 is like i don't feel like i'm i'm working i feel like i'm doing something i'm accomplishing something that i love so i
1: love that because so many entrepreneurs who've been on the show who are so successful like Shane Heath Mudwater he said the same thing <laughs> like when he was building Mudwater and they he was in the kitchen like formulating this like elixir like adaptogenic drink he was working all day like doing the work that like the ceo founder like you would think that's not his role but he was doing that work and he was like honestly like when you're so passionate about the why and what you're building the fuel and like burnout's not even in the cards it's
0: it's it's really not, it's not
1: even in your mind no
0: not at all i mean they're like i mean even now i'm probably gonna leave this and go to the office but uh but no be, be, on a be, sunday be, too. on a sunday um no, I, I mean it, it's, uh, it. It doesn't feel. It really does not feel like work. Uh, mm. there, there is a joy that I get out of it. And again, it's not even a matter of like when people say, "Oh, you like everything you do." It's. It is not. That's not the case. It's. There's things that you might not like about your your day to day, or there's things that you run into that you just have to do. You just don't like. Um, but again, you have to like hold on to the big picture of it because mm. that is what it's about, right? The greatest things come from the biggest sacrifices. So if you think that it's all dandy and hundred percent of the time you're gonna love every aspect of the job. Like, no, there's difficult moments without a doubt. Uh but you just have to hold on to like the why. Like why are you doing this? What are you trying to accomplish? Mm. And and just push to get there. It's really simple.
1: Oh it's all these words of wisdom, your mom would be so <laughs> proud.
0: Oh, mom would be so proud.
1: <laughs> Do you have any um like spiritual mentors, business mentors, books, things that you've read or or listened to that have changed uh, the game for you?
0: Good question. Um, okay <laughs> First mentor, without a doubt, is, is my dad, without a Love doubt. I, I've just, I, I'm very lucky to have someone that was, like, the perfect amount of, like, hands-on and hands-off in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and he just is so incredibly smart that, like, he, he actually was the person that really helped me to, like, again, like I said, when there's problems or there's issues or obstacles you're supposed to overcome, his engineering brain, but he, <laughs> he, he really showed me just how to break things down mm-hmm. and take things step by step. So I attribute a lot to him. I'd say spiritually, <laughs> my mom, it's I like, loves the
1: uh, it. yeah, yeah
0: um, she definitely is, is given just me as a person a lot of depth. I, I think uh, the, the balance mindset the you the mindset, have, too. Exactly. And then in terms of books. Um,
1: or anything like podcasts or. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah, well, do?
0: Coffee and a Good Vibe is a good podcast. <laughs> um, no, I, I'd say, um, you know, the, I guess like two, two recent books I have really enjoyed. Uh, one like that was really relatable or at least like you could actually take principles out of it was Five Dysfunctions of a Team is actually a really good book. I actually wow. highly recommend it for any...
1: Haven't heard that one. It's a
0: great, great, great book. Um, another more enjoyable book was was uh, The Airbnb Story. I'm a, mm. just a big fan of, of Brian Chesky and what he's accomplished. I actually, for like months, it's a little weird, but I, I've been uh, trying to DM the guy this and that just to, like, every month this that. like, he has, doesn't even acknowledge them, but I, I'm like, oh, you know, let's... Ew, just reach will. out to him one of these he days, you know, see, you know... See if we get a cup of coffee and just chat. But uh, a really inspiring book uh, because it just showed his creativity in terms of like how he approached his business. That's that's what was Love so that. cool about the book. So uh,
1: Oh, that's so good. And yeah. he's totally gonna you're putting that out there in the universe. He's ah. totally gonna one day like open the or maybe you'll cross paths with him. Like, I, I, I really believe in that energy like you put it out there it'll come I
0: do I mean it's funny Like I do it as like a habit and I just told myself because like it's part of the story like two years from now like how funny would it be if like we didn't you know link up and this and that and you know this part of the story is that like hey like I reached out to him like literally every few weeks just giving him updates and like you know so it's it's uh he definitely is like someone that I, I just I, I really admire what he's accomplished more importantly like, the way like the type of person he was I could, I'm not someone that even gets like impressed by like many people, mm. but uh, I, I I really respect the person who they are, the and that book really way. translated a lot. Yeah, I'm not I don't get phased by if Elon Musk. Came, I would not be like yeah, oh, no, yeah, you know. I know.
1: I'm like, who are you? with? Like, yeah. I care about the person you are. It doesn't
0: that's literally that's the exactly things
1: that matter. Okay. Question for you. So I think success and like what a happy life is relative, right? It's like dependent on whatever someone's own definition of it is. So what does that look like to you?
0: Great question. <laughs> um, I guess there's kind of two parts for it. I, I think um I, I always like held this like one belief that like you have like this core circle, and that circle is your family, the friends that you consider family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound so rash when I say this, but like everything outside is kind of just noise, you know, Oh, God, I see
1: that all the time.
0: Yeah, it's... it's hey, yeah. Yeah, I
1: was like, it sounds cruel. Like I hope it doesn't sound it's cool, like, but That's it's... That's what I see, man. No, but
0: it's, it's true. Like, the people it's that you true. love it's and bad. care about, it's just family and the friends you consider family. And I do have this firm belief that, like, what life is about, it's about doing great things. And everyone has a defin- def- definition of great. But more importantly, it's doing great things with the people you love. I mean, I have a circle of friends. Like, we've all... But not, we, even when we didn't have, the, you know, money or this and that, it's like we, we invested, we advised each other, we yeah, every day talked about thing. our ideas. We're all a part of each other's, like, ventures in a way. It's really, really fun and enlightening in a way, yeah.
1: So a happy, successful life, Brandon, in five to ten years. Five to ten what years. What does that look like?
0: I mean, let's hope work doesn't consume me and married <laughs> with kids. <let's laughs> Mom, if you're listening, be happy, please. <laughs> um, no, I I mean, you know, honestly, I I'd like to get to the point where, you know, chart fuse reaches its potential and mm-hmm. we do all the things that we're set to do in, in the future. I think even apart from that, let's say 10 years from now, whether it's, I'd love to invest in people that had a similar mindset as, to, as, as me and my friends, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, I don't think that there's, everyone's a good entrepreneur, I'm not say so good in meaning capability, but good is in good people. I, I do believe in good people. And I'd love to like find these younger guys that have this fire and, you know, I, I think investing in people is what like it's all about. I would love to get involved and dabble in that, and yeah.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. I it's such a pleasure, just the time and the wisdom that you have dropped behind the mic, and I am just so grateful for your time. And I appreciate I want to honor it you for that.
0: Thank you. Aisha. I
1: have a fun. My well, I think this is a fun question. It's like my favorite question to ask now after the panel. I like this. And I love that you didn't listen to the panel, so you don't know the question. <laughs> um, but it, and I think you're gonna eat this question up you've said so much wisdom and I feel like it's gonna be an easy answer for you but I would love for you to name the season of life that you're in right now so it's almost like a soundtrack to your current season so like maybe for the rest of the year so like my season right now this year it's let go to let in that's the soundtrack because it's my year of expansion and in order to truly step into that I've had to create a lot of boundaries and say no to a lot of things to let in the abundance. So. Let Go to Let In is my season title.
0: I love this question, by the way. Wow. Very creative question. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm excited
1: to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, you know. I, I feel like right now you'll have an answer and then maybe later when you're driving, you'll be like, oh, this is my real answer. Yeah, so don't,
0: don't quote me on this, guys. But I, I'd probably say that, I'd say, honestly, get out of your comfort zone is, is my season <laughs> right now. Because the reason why, honestly, is just because the, the last, like, even just nine months, it's been like a whirlwind of new And I think Mm -hmm. like that's the thing in life, right? If you come across something that's new in your life, like it's not fully comfortable, right? Because comfort is old and uncomfort Mm -hmm. is new. So I would say that that is probably the soundtrack, soundtrack to my life. I dropped some (laughs) M&M. But but yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that's that's what it is. And I think like what's so powerful about it is that uh, I do feel like the new is what's allowing me to grow so quickly mm-hmm.
1: it's a beautiful way of putting it How's the answer Some good not too good bad. answer yeah. <laughs> and it comes full circle with everything you were speaking about in the episode yeah so Brandon plug it away where can the people connect with you what's the best platform we'll have it all linked below as well
0: but yeah just- yeah if you want to I mean you could add me on Instagram it's at Brandon B-R-A-N-D-O-N Afari A-F-A-R-I uh, and honestly I mean to the people listening I'm sure that you probably all like either trying to be an entrepreneur or you guys are entrepreneurs. I'd never give my email address, but <laughs> but it's my first name at chargefuse.com. Um, I have no issues with people reaching out. Even the email gets out. Like Mark Cuban had his email out for quite some time. So, you know, I'm easily reachable. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm good to be honest.
1: I love that. Well, we'll have it all linked below. And Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. We will see you in the next one. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with us today. If you got value from this week's podcast episodes, we would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot on your phones, on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on and tag at Coffee and a Good Vibe, tag at ChargeFuse and tag Brandon Afari on your stories because we would love to hear from you and shout you out right back. I hope that wherever you're at in your day, it is a beautiful one and I will see you guys in the next one the stars don't shine